Want to hear more? Follow us on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars, or check out slutsandscholars.com. Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars, where we talk smart and fuck smarter. I'm Nicoletta. And I'm Simone. And this week, we are joined by Amberly Rothfield. She's a phone sex operator with over 13 years of experience and is the top active femdon on the night flirt phone sex cam platform. She's built a very reputable business in the phone sex industry, and now Rothfield teaches others how to create and grow a thriving business in phone sex, clip sales, camming, and porn. Her new website, AmberlyRothfield.com, produces three videos a week and shares tips on how to improve your XXX business. She also conducts live classes once a week to answer questions from her followers and is right now answering questions from the sluts. Hi! We were also so excited to learn that Amberly was a fan of the podcast, so we're extra excited to have Yeah, we you. didn't even know. Um, <laughs> okay, super, so super can we just, like, fangirl level. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> phone sex. Yeah, when Simone first phone said we, we were wanting to find someone who did phone sex, and in the back of my head I was like, do people even do phone sex anymore? Like, is that even a thing still? And like— Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, no, I, that's actually one of the things in my seminars I lead with is everyone, it's a great market because no one thinks we still exist, um, but customers still know we exist. So we, it, it's even better for us. It's a huge market. It, it's never gone away because even with a cam girl, you can't really, you, you have to have like an awesome internet connection to watch someone on cam, even in this day and age. Um, it's a lot harder to explain why you're staring at your phone than it is to be like, oh, I'm on the phone with a friend to your wife as she walks in. Ah. And there's, yep. And uh, with phone sex, I can be literally anyone. In fact, for the first 10 years of my phone ho career, I was, uh, <laughs> I love saying phone ho. I don't know why. I like it too. Um, I'm into it. <laughs> I also like to tell people I phone bone. That's my job. <gasps> Phone bone. I phoned bone. Phone bone. I phoned bone. Wait, so what were you about to say? For the, first, for, for the first 10 years of your phone boning. Yeah, the first 10 years of my phone boning, I didn't use my own photos. I used legal, um, legally obtained images and uh, of another model. And I could literally be whoever I wanted. In fact, some guys told me they don't imagine me being that model. They imagine me being Asian or whatever suits their fancy. An they just want my voice. Do you always... I can be an octopus. At like back... When you started doing phone sex, do you did everyone have to have a picture or did people like not even know who they were talking to? So then they could just imagine whoever they wanted. There's a lot of companies that like, okay, anybody stay up past 10 o'clock on weekdays as a child and yes. like those, yeah, fine girls in your area. Yeah, feeling lonely. Those, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, those are phone sex companies and they would make commercials like that, but no, like you would never get a picture from those companies of the girl necessarily, but there's a lot of phone sex companies where they do buy um, pictures of girls and put them out there. And so did you work for one of those feeling lonely companies? I did actually. I worked for the biggest one. So how'd you get involved? (laughs) I I was 18 broke and didn't want to live at home because bougie. And I didn't have a card. I didn't have a driver's license in I lived on the outskirts of town, so busing wasn't a 
wasn't a thing. And I saw this ad for work from home as a phone actress. I called. Did you know what that meant? No, because I was 18 and retarded. Um, I mean, sorry, (laughs) 18 and stupid. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for correcting that. I literally just had a conversation with Nicoletta about the use of that word. uh, (laughs) So I'm feeling real righteous right now. (laughs) Anyway, continue. my sister was special needs growing up, and um, I I, try, I should be a better person about that. But yeah, uh, I was eighteen and really really stupid, and didn't and I, I I assumed it was just like voice acting, so I was like, I'll try that, sure. And they I went in they because it was actually a building that I had to go to. Oh, and you um, did it like in a building with a bunch of other people, right? They had girls there, but you could also do it at home. And I chose the home version because, you know, if I'm going to travel to go to a phone sex company, I'm going to travel to go to, you know, Burger King or whatever. So, but I had to do the training there and I had to do the interview. Past the interview, they explained it to me and I was like, meh, I'll do this for, you know, a couple months, pay to get my, you know, driver's license and classes, get a car, then I can get a air quote normal job. But I found I liked it so much. And at the time, I made way more than my 18-year-old just graduated high school self could. Wow. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't see the point. I was making like 15 bucks an hour back in 2015, um, which in comparison, minimum wage was five bucks an hour. Wait, 2015 or 2005? Oh, sorry, 2005, 2005, I'm I, I'm wishfully thinking I was young. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, we don't want to date you if you want to say it's 2015. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever oh, you, know, you can be whoever you want to be on Sluts and Scholars. <laughs> yeah, we're like phone no, sex no. operator. You could be anyone. Well, no, because I very proudly tell people um, I, I've worked in this industry since 18 for 13 years. So that pretty much dates me. But um, but yeah, so I... Well, when you first when, figured out that it wasn't just acting on the phone, what were your thoughts? Uh, what's daddy going to think when he finds out? Uh, <laughs> I was when you scared. say daddy, I, was... I think of like something kinky, not like your father. <laughs> oh, no. no, no. <laughs> father, I don't know which daddy you're talking about. <laughs> I meant papa. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I call my father. Daddy's someone else. <laughs> yeah, daddy's somebody else. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. I get, I get to the call center and they sit me down and they're like, um, you know, you're going to be talking to adults. And I'm like, Okay, like any other job. <laughs> All right, I'm going to talk to adults. Not a big deal. You're going to be talking to adults, and um, you might have to talk about some things you're uncomfortable with, and you can try to redirect the conversation. I'm like, uh, like what? And they're Did like, they well, think that you knew that this was phone sex at this point, or no? I think she was. I think at first she was feeling me out because I think I think she was. Most of the women that went in were a lot older than me. Mm-hmm. And so they had it figured out. Whereas I'm 18, she's she's looking over my paperwork. She's like, "You're you're really 18." And I was like, "Yes, I am." Uh, <laughs> I am so confused because uh, I I do have Asperger's, so reading people's faces and I take people really literally. Hmm. Um, I couldn't get a feed on what she was thinking. Yeah. So she describes it very vaguely at first, and then she's like, "We're going to be talking about sex on these calls," and I was like, "So." I'm a phone prostitute. And I those are the actual words I said. Wow. I was like, I'm a phone prostitute. And she looked at me like, if you want to leave the doors right there, I'm like, how much is it? How, how much are we getting paid? And at the time it was like 25 cents a minute, which to me was killing it. I, I was like killing it. I am balling. Yeah. I am fine. 
<laughs> and uh, eighteen. That's good money for a first job. It is. It was great money, especially back in 2005 when minimum wage was five bucks an hour. So I'm like, I'm going to pay 10 extra bucks an hour. My managers didn't make that money. So, okay. Yeah. So I was like, nah, like I'm in, when she told me to pay, I was like, no, I'm in now. Like I, I wasn't in before, but I'm not walking out that door now. And she's like, okay. So listen to a couple of test calls and I listen to the calls and they're just girls ooing and aahing and talk about rubbing their pussies and how much they love dick. And I'm like, I can do this. I can do <laughs> Had you I already Had you already been pretty sexual like in your own life before that or not so much? No, no, no. I grew up in Texas. I was a Texas little bell um, in the Bible belt where you don't touch yourself. You'll grow fur on your hands. Whoa. You were told you'd grow fur on your hands if you touched yourself? Yes. Yep. <laughs> not not hyperbole like actual yes um, hair on your palms yep you'll get no no they just said fur on your hands i well, lived in the middle of nowhere so yeah, had so had you had any intimate consensual experiences oh no we're all sluts like we're told not to and we fuck everything but 18 year old self versus really kinky 30 year old 31 year old self who has like talked about every living thing and rule 34 and everything no, I was not kinky. But I thought I was, though. I thought I was, like, the biggest slut. And no. I What's thought Rule 34? Anal. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> rule 34 is Nicoletta, a, do you know? Uh, no. Okay. Oh, so I'm not oh, okay. I'm a super geek. Don't. I'm sorry. You're, you're <laughs> good. good. Teach. No, we are scholars. scholars. <laughs> we want to learn. What is Rule 34? Rule 34 is, like, a geeky um, saying that anything... Anything in the world can be sexualized. So, for example, bronies are, I guess bronies doesn't necessarily have to be sexualized, but like furries. Who who would have thought like someone dressed up in this mascot as a mascot would be sexy and would become a fetish? Uh So, okay. So, like you can find a sexual theme to everything. Exactly. And in in that the internet will do it. If you, if you think of it, there's a porn version of it out there somewhere. Oh yeah, for sure. So, okay. I so I believe in rule 34, rule 34 then. Yeah. Rule Good 34. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That could become a new segment where you guys find the new rule 34 thing. Oh, that's kind of like what every thing. episode. Is. I know. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we try to talk about non-sexual things, it always comes back to it. Okay. So you, you took the job, you decided to do it from home. Um, mm-hmm. What was your first call like? Um, I cried. Uh, <laughs> During the call? It, uh, towards the end and then after the call. He wasn't bad, though. It wasn't like a traumatic, awful call. I just was so nervous. Have you ever been like so nervous and scared that you're good? It, something's going to go wrong. You just psych yourself out and you start bawling? Or is that just yes. a me thing? I've No, I've had that experience. I don't know if I necessarily ball, but I get like really hot and feel like I can't find my words. It happened to me recently on air on Vivid when I had a, a guest <gasps> who was um, did not seem happy to be a guest um, <laughs> and really like put me on the spot and seemed like angry. And I just was like, I do not know. I definitely like felt the want to cry for sure. Oh, I'm a very easy crier. I cry about Aww. everything. So yeah. I don't. Don't feel like, so I've you're feeling this so nervous. Okay. Were you nervous that you like wouldn't know what to do, or were you like offended by what he was saying? Like, what part made no. you upset? 
It was a normal, what we, we call them vanilla calls, just lick me, suck me, fuck me type of call. It was normal. It was exactly what most people expect when it comes to, you know, when they first think of phone sex. But it was a combination of being my first call, not knowing if I would be good at it, terrified that if I lost this job, how am I going to support myself? And your first 10 calls were actively monitored monitored from the beginning of the call to the end of the call by a um, call monitor to make sure that you're doing things right. Yeah. To oh make my gosh. Sure so you, you have are... another person, another audience member listening. Yeah. And it just gave me like severe performance anxiety. Mm. Do they tell like... the caller that there's another person listening or no? Um, I'm pretty sure when you call, because I've never called in as a guy on that particular line um, or as a, a client. And I'm pretty sure with that company that it's in like the disclaimer thing that they say really low and fast before they like click to this call may be monitored for quality assurance. (laughs) Yeah, basically it's one of those things. And it's one of the things that when a guy's hard and stroking it, he's not thinking about it. He's just like, Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Like exercise and informed consent. If they're like not really paying attention, but it sounds like that's how terms and conditions work. Totally. It sounds like you um, mostly had, male identifying callers mainly mainly male identifying callers um i had there was about maybe four or five women that called in most of them were asking how to work for the company which broke my heart because one of the rules was if they call in they could never be a client oh, they can never work for us because they didn't want us knowing the 1-800 numbers for that company so but there were other companies they could work for so i would why just tell do you them think just, they don't want oh. you to know the call-in number um, I'm not sure. Actually, I never thought I never thought about that. Maybe so that you wouldn't see where they're advertising at. I'm not sure. Or maybe so you wouldn't advertise yourself on your own. Ooh, yeah. That I get. Oh, yeah. So you wouldn't sense. tell people to call you directly at that number. Possibly, but then yeah. again, guys could call in and request, and request us because that's yeah, yeah that's, that's actually so what built my business. So, so you, you did yeah. your first call, you, you cried, cried. Mm-hmm. you did a great job, and this was at the call I center? Did, actually. No, no, it was at home. It okay. was at home. Um, this, the call center, like, training calls weren't actually talking to a customer. You just listened to calls. You would talk to your trainer afterwards, and um, you would talk to your trainer afterwards about, you know, what was on the call. Some of the calls were... were because they record every single call. So you, these were actual live phone calls that we're listening to. Well, not live, but um, pre-recorded calls that come through their center. Whoa. And they'd be like, okay, how did this girl fuck up? And you'd be like, uh, she didn't talk. I don't know. Or there were certain topics we weren't allowed to talk about. Not a ton, but a couple. Like what? Was like, uh, am I allowed to say anything? Yes. Yeah. Oh, make it sure. Um, scat. Uh, piss. No, peeing was fine. Peeing was fine as long as they didn't drink it. Huh. Odd. You'd think you should be able to like say anything because it's fantasy. True, but FCC and credit card companies, like the company did not give a crap, but if a guy, yeah. It, like if somebody Visa, found out and, and then they wouldn't be able to have yeah. an account with that credit card. Exactly, which would could be devastating for their business. So they only cared because, you know, Visa or MasterCard cares or Discover. Okay. So no scat, you. no peeing as long as in the fantasy they don't drink it. Yeah, you anything, could, anything, you anything could piss on somebody. Right 
They could spray them. Just do not have your mouth open. Okay. Um, you can't. What if he's like, uh, oh, no, it went in my mouth. Oops. Do you have to hang up the call? <laughs> basically. No, we didn't have to hang up um, as long as they weren't being extremely persistent. We could just redirect them. Redirect. As long as Got we it. weren't guiding them there. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so no, like, sh- ironically, no shit. No we, could talk, we could talk about drinking lemonade. <laughs> like you want to drink my lemonade? <laughs> I made it fresh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you found ways to like creatively get around some of that stuff. Exactly. Because if a guy's like super, I would gauge a guy. If it was a guy I've talked to before, if it was a guy I know is going to be a longer call, I'll, I'll, I'll walk up to that rule line. I won't cross over the fence, but I'll walk up to it for you. I'll Otherwise, I would stay pretty, pretty wet. Yeah. Yeah. What else um, wasn't another allowed? Another one. Um, bestiality was not allowed. Okay. Uh, you could, but you could dress up as a pu- puppy and bark all you want, just as long as you're a human puppy. It sounds so. similar to our Vivid Radio Sirius XM rules. Yeah. Well, that's it. Probably FCC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think some, some of it may have been FCC because it was the phone phone back then. A lot of, um, phone, a lot of cell phones now are going towards, uh, or a lot of the 1-800 numbers are going towards internet phones. So, so or VoIP is a yeah, yeah. Numbers. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah. So now you can talk about a little bit more, but now as I say that, I'm sure the FCC will go change it. <laughs> They're listening. Um, yeah. What are so you you mentioned that your first call was a vanilla call? What you guys call vanilla, vanilla. calls? That you said lick sick, lick me, suck me, fuck me. What mm-hmm. are other typical requests? Typical requ- like how God, does it go so down? Many- I guess that's what I'm wondering. Like oh, yeah, how like, does how it do you go start down? The convo? Here, let's, let's do a fi- let's do a practice one. Ring 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 ring. Hi, this is Goddess Amberley. Hi, uh, <laughs> this is Simon, first time caller. <laughs> hi, hi Simon, how are you? Oh, good. Never really done this before. That's okay. So what are you up to today? What got you wanting to call me? Um, I was just sitting on my couch and I saw a commercial and, uh, well, I was wondering if you could maybe help me with something. Ooh, what's that, baby? Um, well, I just, I w- I'd like to get off. Ooh, oh, just so happens that I truly enjoy helping you get off. What's your biggest fantasy, Simon? <laughs> oh, that's so good. Hold it, hold it. Uh, peeing in my mouth. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love how you're your Amberly, voice. Your voice. I know. Like, not that you don't sound sexy. You sound now, so sexy. But it went into like this totally different, like vixen mode, and it was very, <laughs> very nice and approachable, and like permission giving. Like, oh, it's okay. Like, baby, call yeah, me baby. baby. And like, I'm, yeah, you know, baby. what do you like? <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I was like literally sitting here clasping <laughs> my hands, like I was watching like a soap opera. I was like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Ah, that was really cool. Yeah. Because we definitely, yeah. I modeled it after some of our callers from Vivid. Yes, totally. And as a, (laughs) a lot of people call me and are confused at what a sex therapist does. And like, part of me wishes I like could just take money for phone sex operating, but I can't on my personal therapy line. Maybe Mm. I could separately, but they call and maybe start going into that. And so I've definitely become 
accustomed to being able to tell when somebody's calling for other reasons than besides looking for therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. That's like the that's like the old Keen lines when Night Flirt and Keen were the same company. Mm-hmm. You could have these friends and flirting lines, and it was always always phone sex. Always. If a guy called in, he didn't want to just flirt. He didn't want to just talk as friends, which is funny. So how do you define phone on, sex? I would define it as talking more than just about sex. Like if I'm just saying, oh, yeah, like I like anal and I tell you a story, then I don't necessarily define that as phone sex because we're just it's story like as erotic storytelling. Mm-hmm. But phone sex to me is when two people are engaging. You're giving me. Uh, there's a back and forth like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm totally into that. And you can tell there's some masturbation going on, at least on one of the ends. I mean, usually on my end, it's not. I am usually folding towels. I am so not sexy. <laughs> I love it. You're folding the say, towels because you got them all wet, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that is totally it do you um, did you ever did you ever get like or do you ever get turned on by the phone calls or are you usually like separating it as like something work related when I was younger I absolutely got turned on by the calls and mm-hmm. I would masturbate and but after a while like because I do it this is my nine to five this is my bread and butter this is how I make all of, you know, this is how I make my money. So I can't, like, your clit can only take so much. I've learned this lesson the hard way. <laughs> and I was... Because your clit got sensitive? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, I, it was just, it was too difficult. I couldn't do it. Um, mm-hmm. But so when you started, you were actually masturbating as you were doing phone sex? If the call turned me on, um, which not all calls did. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but uh, I'll tell this one story. There's there was this guy. You do not have to live comp- to one. <laughs> yeah, we'd huh? love to hear uh, all the stories. I, all of the stories. <laughs> Every <laughs> single call. You don't have to limit yourself to one, but I want to hear this one. Oh, oh no, but, but oh, this one's so pertinent to how you may not masturbate during a call. So this company that I originally worked for, I don't work for them anymore. They were my first company. And um, uh, before I went, actually, they were my only company before I went independent. And they were known as Cletus and Bobunk. And those were their actual names. This is not like, I'm not just making fun of them for being country. But they only had $20 a month to spend on, I guess, recreation. And they both lived together. And they were both really good friends. And they would party line, which is just taking two phones in the same house and listen in and they would talk to you and they had exactly 10 minutes a month in which they would call in and they were actually, sorry, I'm lying to you. I'm lying to you. They did not have two phones. You are not supposed to ask them whether or not they had two phones and you were, you were explicitly warned before the call came through because we got little whisper tones that told us what the guy's into, what he's looking for. We were explicitly told not to ask them if they're gay because there's two guys. <laughs> they would immediately hang up on you, get asked for um, a credit so that they can get 10 more minutes with another person or whatever. Okay. Um, they would get really upset. But they were two guys that would sit there and want you to talk about how hot your body is and how you like to fuck men. And you could hear them jerking off side by side, sharing a receiver. Love it. I think that's really yes. hot. <laughs> even, even with Cletus? I am, yeah, even Cletus. Cletus. 
Yeah, I'm, I want Cletus jerking off to Bobo. So did oh, they, no, like, no, say not. anything, or were you just sort of, like, you were running the conversation, and they were just kind of jerking it? They were jerking it. They would answer. You couldn't ask them, like, lengthy questions. Nothing that required much brain power at all. They were they only had 10 minutes. The, they've only got 10 minutes, and they got a job to do, and they're very serious about it. And I wonder what they're up to in, now. Sitting I, I next wonder. to each other. Probably doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wonder because they would call it and it was like clockwork every, once a month. And once they liked a girl, they would request that the girl. So for a good six, seven months, they called me every month. Wow. And just sat there like, how I was right. My, my name was Rain back then. They're like, how are you doing, Rain? In the background. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to make noises like that when I was Simon. Hopefully you oh, picked up you on to- that. The, oh well, I wasn't doing that much. I was just kind of doing like a slow stroke, like a. Oh no no no! See if you're gonna hear. No, you gotta hear the fapping, off when the they sound. Yeah, like if if you're gonna hear anything, it is a. You're like who's dying? We're like, all trying to make, your... make the noise with different parts of our body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds pretty on point. <laughs> that was my I just was hand jobbing this dildo next to me what were some of your top requests that you got like was there top something request? that people usually called in for I feel like I've heard from some people that some folks like to just call in and talk um, about other stuff did you ever have that experience um, that's actually 90% of my business over the expanse of my career I would like, love to hear more about uh, that I got a lot of truckers who were just lonely on the road um, I got a lot of widowers that were just, I had a guy who called me at nine 35 every night Aww. and we would sit and watch mash together. Oh, yeah. He did that for about six years and, um, he missed about seven nights in a row. So a week, he missed a week in a row and I went and checked the obituaries in his city and sure enough, he had passed away. Um, Oh, that's so yeah. sad. I, I mean, no, it, it is, but at the same time, like Simone's he crying told me. because of your your phone sex friend. It's sad. Oh no, <laughs> no, don't cry. Yeah, but to me, it was beautiful because he would tell me like how before phone sex, he was really really lonely because his wife had passed, and oh. he just wanted companionship. But in his words, he's old. He's an old Southern guy, and he was like ninety something years old, and he's like. I want companionship, but I don't want to deal with no broads anymore. <laughs> That's so Yeah, so he just wanted like some some quality time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How amazing He's like, that you were want... able to provide that for another human. Yeah, exactly. And I've had like guys call me up that have tiny dicks and they don't not, like I have a lot that want small dick humiliation, but I have a lot that don't and they just they're like, what can I do to please my wife? And like I feel I am not licensed. I will take that away from no one who is licensed, but I feel like sometimes I'm I'm a therapist. Yeah, it sounds like you're a you're a sex worker, you're a therapist, like you're a, a confidant, you're a friend, a you're doula. a you're like I'm your sexual doula. You're, yeah, you're, a, se- you're a, a sex coach, doula. a sex educator, like yeah. all these things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um I've had a lot of uh trans, trans women call me. I guess when you said that you you get a lot of male identifying. I do get trans women who call me for like makeup tips and um, that's awesome. 
Yeah, they, they'll call me for makeup tips. They'll call me for, ironically, glory holes because they're like, I want to suck a dick, but it's hard to do. It's hard to find someone who's totally down with that when you're trans and oh, oh, wow. stuff like that. So, yeah. So what are your favorite calls to get? Um, Every call? No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Call. Um I really like L- finding Long calls some- that pay a lot. <laughs> the longer, the better, baby. Um, <laughs> Amber, you love I a sex t- voice. <laughs> That's when I turn into a sex kitten. Um, meow. Meow. Uh, <laughs> no, is dying over here. She's just like clutching her face. <laughs> fanning herself. Pearls. Fanning herself. <laughs> clutching <laughs> Oh my! Oh my! Oh my word! (laughs) I love it. If it's a sexual based call, I'm gonna put it in two different categories because I like them both pretty equally. If it's a sex based call, I really love the home wrecking calls. It's you're not actually wrecking a home. It's just a guy who thinks it's hot idea and he would never do it. Um. And then and I don't that you that he's like to, cheating on his wife with you, like leave his wife for you. Yeah, he would never leave his wife or like hurt his wife like that. But he has like this fantasy of some yeah. like seductress stealing him away from his wife, and it's it's usually a guy that's always felt. Gosh, we're going psychological and deep on this one. It's usually a guy who's always felt like under just undesired in his sexual life growing up. Yeah. So now he's like married, and he's like. Okay, well, I've never been pursued. I want someone that just wants me. I don't care if they want me for just money. They're going to take me. So Yeah. Yeah, feeling feeling taken. Yeah, and that just, I don't know, it just sparks something. I'm a little bit of a predator in my soul, so it's a way for me to get that out in a healthy way that hurts no one. Oh, I like that. And then Um, you, but you also focus on femdom on the phone. I, I do strictly femdom calls anymore because um, I just I I'm a little bit of a sadist. I I like to hurt people that want to be hurt. So uh, <laughs> how does that work? How does femdoming on the phone go down? I imagine it includes uh, like masturbation control. And should we go back like to that. Simon? Oh, oh my gosh, Simon! <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's 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 a lot of masturbation control. It's a lot of. Um, uh, it's a lot of mental work getting someone so obsessed with, like, for example, I have massive, like, cow eyes. Like, look at my eyes, stare at my eyes, become obsessed with them. Now, let your let your eyes drift down to my tits. You really want my tits? You really want my tits? Okay, take some hot wax and dribble them on your balls if you really love my tits. And then you just hear the guy cry out in agony, and it's totally... Probably not okay. I'm probably mentally insane for that, but no. <laughs> well, I hear that I it's consensual. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, so I that's and there aren't I, even I any tits to be seen, and they're still doing it. <laughs> well, I have a question about that because I know before you were mostly doing sex behind the phone, but it seems like you also do camming now um, with how maybe the industry has sort of changed. Um, I, I used to do camming in the big, well, okay, not in the beginning because I worked for the company, but once I worked for that company for two years, then I found out about Nightflirt, which mm-hmm. is a platform that allows you to bill. They do have a customer base on there, but I like to tell people if you want to be successful, look at them as a biller and a place to host your content. Mm-hmm. So like Patreon, Patreon doesn't find you patrons. It's 
is or or PayPal. PayPal's a place to host your stuff. It's not a place to find customers mm-hmm. necessarily. Um and I mean, but unlike Patreon, you can find customers on Nightflirt, but look to outside sources. Anyways, moving on. Um when I found Nightflirt, it I had to you can use other people's photos. And at first I actually used my own photos, but then my family, because I'm married, we uh joined the military and I could no longer use my own photos. And that was so that's when I purchased the legal content, started using another model. But at first I did do camming and I have a cam listing now. I still don't do it because mm-hmm. I'm lazy. Um because <laughs> you want to be folding towels. <laughs> I ex- that's the thing. I don't like, think you're lazy. I, I actually want- think you're incredibly efficient. Yes, very efficient. <laughs> think exactly. I don't want to put on makeup. I don't want to um, I, I don't want to get my, I'm half black. I don't want to do my hair. My hair is an ordeal. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't want to worry about lighting. We have, we still have rather small children, not as small. So my timing in which I can cam is kind of limited without having like a, a, a very unsexy background sounds going on. So, and do you share, I mean, it sounds like you've shared with your partner, but like if, if, and when your kids have asked, what do you do? Do you share with them? Um, but my eldest is uh, six years old. So we haven't oh. said, you know, mommy's a sex worker. I'm going to have the talk with them probably around the age of 11, mm-hmm. but they know mommy works online. They know, um, they can't go on mommy's computer. They know when mommy goes to do, um, I go to conventions and I teach classes. They know that where I'm going, they can't like with other, like if someone was a Twitch performer Mm -hmm. they could take their child to twitchcon i cannot take you to the conventions i go to so on so forth Hmm. so i try to explain things in ways that they could understand it right now yeah exactly i don't believe in hiding anything because who wants to get like shocked right but you want them to like understand in an age-appropriate way exactly exactly what do you think you'll say when your son's 11 um and i might not do it at 11 that's just the age i envisioned right um, we won't but yeah, hold you to I, it. I'm going to tell, tell them, you know, mommy works in the sex industry. She takes really dirty phone call, like adult phone calls that you shouldn't be listening into. Um, that, you know, it's very, it's that part of mommy's job is really private. The reason why you can't go on my computers, mommy has some very um, adult photos on there. And I, I think I, that's where I'll start. Then it just really depends on what they ask. Yeah. And yeah, just keep it a you know age appropriate and tell them that. I also do plan to tell them depending on how society is then because society's changing. You know, a lot of people look down on this type of stuff. So you may not want your friends to know. If your friends ask what mommy does, it's not a lie to say I build websites. It's not. Right. Um <laughs> telemar- telemarketer of sorts. Exactly. I'm a, tell the tell them I'm a telemarketer. I build websites. I uh, I and do write articles. Sales. Phone I'm, sales, yes. I, phone sales. I do phone sales, or I, I've, I've even like played with the idea of saying, you know, Ami's a sex therapist because kind of, yeah, kind of, or sex educator. Yeah. Sex educator, definitely. Do you feel like yeah, out, outside of your family, do you actively hide your kinky job? No, um, I don't. I don't go to my my children's schools and pronounce it from the. I don't wear my Pornhub shirt to. <laughs> elementary but why not but uh, (laughs) outside of that like uh my apartment complex knows 
my neighbors found out because they had it. They at, sent me an ad on Facebook, and I didn't think about it before I could give them my my speech, my spiel. Mm-hmm. And they figured it out by seeing my Facebook post, and they were cool with it. And but no, I've always been. Uh, no, sorry, I haven't always been very open. I became very open because I got doxxed in two thousand and nine. Oh wow! By some, yeah, some girls online. And for people who, who don't know what doxed is, can you oh, just reiterate? Yeah. Doxing is when people go and find your private information and post it online. Basically, to post it publicly for your fans, for people who may not be so fan-like to, to find and peruse. And wow. And that can use, be everything from really your well. address, your phone number, your legal name, any of those things. Your social security your social number. social security uh, number. So anything that you haven't chosen to personally share, like a lot of sex workers have stage names. Right. And, but mm-hmm. so sharing someone's legal name without their consent is a form of doxing. And how, who yeah, were these exactly. assholes? And highly legal. Sorry? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say highly illegal too mm-hmm. for anyone who's like, oh, it's not that big a deal. Like, oh, oh, it's a possibility, but no, it's illegal. If you get caught, you can go to prison. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. The, uh, the it, and it, it has to be intentional. Like some stuff, the way people dox you is they find public, some public information stuff that's out there on the clear web. Um, and then they just backtrack from there and do digging. So, a lot of people have used the defense of, oh, it's it's public information, okay, but would somebody have connected my stage name to that? Mm-hmm. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was um, 2009-ish, 2009. I was beginning to blow up on Night Flirt. I promise I'm not ego-stroking when I say this. Um, dick-stroking. <laughs> and a, a bunch of girls who use their own photos and I hate to say like, oh, they were jealous as if I'm better than them because that's not how I view it. But they, I mean, a lot of them have come forth now. If you were more successful than they were and they were jealous, that is fair to say and not self-aggrandizing. So don't worry. Okay. okay. <laughs> so your, like your okay. night flirt was doing it's well. It's okay to recognize that sometimes you're better or more successful than others. I feel like as women, we're like so loath to be like, I was really fucking good at this. And so people are jealous. But like, if you're really fucking good at something and people are jealous, like, Call it like it is. Yeah, but you know what I read? Yeah. I read your website and and it it came through that you sort of also admitted for yourself that um, you are a pretty modest person. Um, I try not modest <laughs> in terms of like sexually speaking, but like modest in terms of what you've like what you've done or what you've accomplished, and that um, yeah, maybe it's difficult sometimes to like own what you've what you've succeeded in. Well, yeah. Definitely. I'm not even front. Definitely. Like to me, I feel like it, I actually was going to send out a tweet today to because I work with the BBW award show as well. And I was like, I'm kind of hoping Eliza Allure will add one more category for most irrelevant person. And I'm a very tongue in cheek person and self-deprecating humor is like, that's my jam. And I was like, no one's going to get that. That's that. I don't completely mean it, but I kind of do. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But anywho, um, so I was doing really good on Night Flirt. I was like the number one girl because back then they would rank you by how much money you're making. And I was making insane amounts of money versus um, what I had been making previously. Even I was really shocked. But I was using content model, which is legally obtained, um, legally obtained photos. 
And at some point it clicked to me, okay, you're making all this money. The content model I was using was actually active. Her name is Kate Harrington, Kate at the time, Kate Harrington. She was a UK model. I contacted her, got her to do uh, custom work for me. So work that only I would have access to, oh, wow. no one else would. Brilliant business. Model. Yeah. Thank you. And that way, like I asked guys, Hey, do you want, what would you like to see? I'm going to produce some video sets. I'm going to produce this and that, that. And so it paid her a little bit of money and the, the girls who knew where I got my content from and also had that content wouldn't be able to compete with me. This was totally a business move. <laughs> Anywho, people thought that I was stealing content because they could not figure out where these sets were coming from. And when I explained to them that, oh, I, I went to Kate and I got custom sets. They're like, okay, but some of the sets you're using are sets from her website. Well, yeah, when I contacted her, she also sold me a lot of her and she had the legal right to. She sold me a bunch of her content so I can use it on my site as well. We don't believe you. You're stealing from this model. You're stealing from a model. I'm a model too. And I'd hate it if someone stole my images. So they went and told Kate. Kate told them, like, I know. I follow her on Twitter. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so they came back to me and they told me I had 48 hours to delete myself off the web or they, they were going to make my uh, It was three girls, uh -huh. three girls, three girls, uh, three uh, other phone sex operators. Wow. Uh, and so they said 48 they hours to delete yourself off the web or. Which was like not yeah. possible. Or they, yeah, exactly. And they were like, you, you can, um, or we're going to drop all your personal information. They proceeded in this email to tell me everything about myself. Whoa. I called up one of my, yeah, I called up one of my really good friends, shout out to Shana Domina. And um, she was like, what's the worst that could happen? And I was like, I live on a military base. I live on a military base. They're going to kick me the fuck off. My husband's in Iraq. I am here by myself. I don't know what to do. And she was like, the worst that could, you, she goes, exactly. You live on a military base. How is anybody going to get to you to hurt you? Huh. But you were worried that so they was, wouldn't let you stay there if the military found out. That was my, that was my fear. That was my fear um, that I, we would get kicked off. Um, my husband might get kicked out and we'd be screwed. And they did. They dropped my information uh, my friend told me, call their bluff. I don't think they'll do it. They did do it. And they did call the base commander. Base commander didn't care. He did not. He you're, did not care. You're doing He's, legal work. Wow. Yeah, exactly. And that's what he said. He was like, whether he goes, my opinion on it is irrelevant because I, I can't do anything about it, even if I cared. He's like, I, I could be completely against what you're doing, but it's legal work. You're fine. And, and I just stayed on not, base. That, that's not how a lot of people respond. A lot of people I know have been like evicted mm. when folks find out that they're sex workers, um, whether really? it's legal well, or not. Like that happens. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How could you evict someone for being a sex? Well, I guess you could just sit there and needle at them. Well, they could say they're doing pros like illegal prostitution or something like that. And I, I mean, I think too, like an important thing that you do is coaching other people, maybe trying to get into the industry. And I think if you're new in it, you might not know all of your rights mm -hmm, or have mm -hmm. someone to advocate for you, which is why things like APAC and coaches like yourself are important. Absolutely. And that's the first thing. One of my friends told me when I said I was scared of getting kicked off. She's like, you can go to the housing commission because anything that they allege, if someone alleges that you're doing illegal prostitution, where's the photos? If there's a lot of traffic coming in and out of my house, there's usually some sort of um, 
there's in this day and age of surveillance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this there's surveillance everywhere. There must be a camera from the street that'll show traffic coming up and down my street. I find it kind of awesome that you were doing um, like sex work on a military base. Yeah. (laughs) It's so, it's like kind of subversive. I know. It's so great. I mean, that's so awful that that happened. Like what, what did you, what did you do? How did you handle that? Cause that's just so upsetting and, and scary. Yeah. What was the aftermath? I cry cry a lot. Mm. Um, (laughs) No, I bawled. I I was terrified. I was scared. But it was also kind of empowering looking back because I learned so many laws. I learned that because one of I I I had 48 hours to brace myself. They're dumb. They're dumb for telling me I had time. They should have just done it. Because then I would have, I would have maybe made a dumb move. But I was, I was already ready to call the Housing Commission of Georgia, because that's where we were living at the time, and tell them, "Hey, I'm doing legal sex work. This is discrimination. I'm allowed to work. You don't have to like my job. You could be against dog sitting, but if I'm a dog sitter, I'm allowed to, you know, live here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't break UCMJ. I learned so many laws because of what happened, but." between between getting the education because the education calmed me down I was terrified but as I began to read stuff and I talked to my friend Shana for like 10 hours and we came up with a game plan I was able to pinpoint my oh I, I was I was I was able to pinpoint and create a um not exit strategy but I guess damage control strategy mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah I contacted the platform I was working on. I said, here's all my documentation proving I have the right to use this content. If someone claims anything, you've already got it. They were cool with that. I contacted my web host. Same thing. Said, if you get any DCMAs, tell them to shove it out their ass. What's um, a DCMA? Uh, what does it stand for? Digital. I forget what the acronym stands for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Digital Content Millennium Act, I want to say. But basically, like, let's say I took your podcast and I put it on my website. And said it was yours. I'm claiming, yeah, and said it was mine. You could send a DCMA to me. You could send a DCMA to my host, to the domain registrar. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That is a much easier way to explain it. Now start using that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, um, I, I DCMA proofed myself. So my stuff wasn't even down for like, you know, because sometimes your stuff is down for a day while you're waiting for people to see that you're legit. Right. So, mm-hmm. what, so um, but that didn't happen. And so what happened to them? Did you uh, file suit against them? Because uh, you I had the proof find, that they were doxing you. I did, but I couldn't find two of their real information. One of them went over to a scary place on the web called 4chan, oh. if you're familiar. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. What's 4chan? For those who don't know it, yeah, 4chan's like where the hackers and like super, I'm a nerd, so like it is a place I hang out, but it's I don't do anything far Oh, that's where they got your info? 4chan is where like no, QAnon came from it. and Pizzagate and like, oh. it's yeah. it's a lot of, it's where incels hibernate. Oh, <laughs> um, exactly. There's some, there are some decent like, it's kind of like Reddit. Sure. Like, the there's dark like, web. No, it's ways. not the dark web. Yeah. Like it's, it's a message board that has like nothing. I obviously nothing, know nothing about That has nothing, things. nothing really <laughs> identifying of you on it. And Whoa, so okay. it's kind of like free reign, uh, anarchistic, whatever. Got it's it. like anarchy yeah. and it's not good. Was your first desire like not to have your own photos up for anonymity reasons or was it for other reasons? 
Uh, my husband had a military clearance, so we just, as a precaution, didn't have our real photos up. Got it. But even so with his once- military clearance, I, I can't affect that. We found out later through yeah. this, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. So you were doxxed, yeah, and then I- what happened? So your um, business was all fine, but did people reach out to you, talk to you? Or was, it, was it scary? Um, it was. I had to change my phone number. But again, the good thing, it was a curse and a good and a, uh, a blessing that I lived on base because no one could get to me. Mm. Um, <laughs> it, it, it would be a fee. It, and if you did anything to me on base, like it's an additional like criminal charge. Oh. So I got to, I got to sleep easy at night in that regard. Um, but the girl posted my information on 4chan. And so, and then told Whoa. them I'm a sex worker. I'm this vile person. And a lot of them are very anti-sex worker. Yeah. And they helped her find a couple more pieces of information, but I had already gone to the FBI about this because that's a cyber crime to dox someone. And when she posted that, she also left identifying markers that showed it was her. And the FBI was able to trace that. And they basically went to her and said, you know, this is highly illegal. They they gave her a warning because it's her first offense, so on and so forth. But they also told her if anything happens to me, it's her ass. Like the person who did it is definitely going down, but it's her ass because she's the one that started this. I wish and, they would have uh, done she, something more, like a slap on the wrist. That it's just insufficient. Seems, that seems insufficient. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, the funny thing was, is like we were really young. I was like twenty three. I'm vindictive as fuck. <laughs> I, you wouldn't I, do I, that. I was, no, I would that? fucking I, send her to jail, to prison. Uh, or I would have gotten, I would have, I probably sued her in civil court and gotten a lot of damages. Uh, that's why you're going to law. That's why I'm going to law school. She didn't, she didn't make a lot of money. So like, like yeah. I did consult attorneys and they were like, but is it going to be worth it? Right. And right. she's not making a ton. No, I know. I'm a bitch. She's going after you because you're making more money than her. But I was kind of, she, she actually exited the business like two, two, three years later. So well, it sounds well, yeah, like you're not going to be successful with an attitude like that. Right. It sounds like you had an <laughs> awesome um, someone to help mentor you and guide you through that, and now you're doing that same thing for other people. Um, it, and that's I'm, part of the reason I do. Yeah. Did oh, you sorry. have that person like from the beginning, or like I wonder if there's things you wish you had known when you first got into this industry? When I worked for the company, no. Um, part of the reason I stopped working for. Oh, here's a great embarrassing story. Um, Tell so us. I got, I got fired from that company, uh, because of them, they did it to me, assholes. So one of the, the phone, the call monitor, she's like, are you on PSO Divas? It's a defunct site. Doesn't exist anymore. And I was like, no, what is it? And she's like, it's a message board for phone hoes. And we just sit and talk and, uh, about all the stuff. So I was like, okay. So I get on the internet and I joined PSO Divas and, on this message board was indie girls and girls who worked for companies. And I started finding out how much these indie girls were making. And I was like, well, I want to go be indie. So I make a night flirt account and I let it be known that I have a night flirt account in the forums. Uh, and so one night, uh, the call monitor calls me. She's like, Oh, did you ever join, uh, you know, kids with divas? And I was like, I did. This is my username. What's yours? Um, and she's like, Oh, we can't give out our username. <laughs> And I was like, okay. So two days later, I get fired because they didn't want girls who worked for other. It wasn't. They wanted you to be exclusive to them. 
Well, that and like a lot of girls, when they find out about the indie stuff, they will then screw over the companies. And as they're talking to guys, because not all of your calls are actively monitored. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they listen to it later. Sometimes they'll never listen to it at all. So they'll sit there and tell guys, oh, you can find me on Nightflare at Amber, uh, look, look up Amber Lee. You can pay me, you can pay me less there and I make more. Yeah. Whoa. So, okay. So they didn't want that, that competition. Yeah. They didn't want that going on, but they didn't tell me that up front because 18 year old me would have been like, oh no, like I am not, <laughs> I'm not going to join that site then. Um, I'm not going to join any side. I'll just stay over here. But I'm glad because it introduced me to Night Flirt. And that's where I found Shayna. And we've been awesome friends then. She's she's honestly like a family member. That's amazing. Well, I don't want to give away all of your mentoring things. But as like a last info for maybe our listeners, do you have sure. any advice for people who are looking to get into phone sex work? Sure. Um, gauge your level of sexuality. If you... If the idea of farting into a guy's face while he's jerking off just sounds bizarre and weird, start at a company. <laughs> Companies will get you used to every type of phone call that can come in, but it's not tagged to your persona. So when you do go to start your own persona, like I, I like to tell people it's getting paid to make mistakes. And that won't affect you in the uh, affect you in the future. If you are very sexually open, then I would say uh, look at places like Nightflirt or TalkToMe.com. Make profiles and um, start dirty talking to guys. Ah, oh, you'll make a lot more money. <laughs> I have a plan. I know. <laughs> I feel like this is a plan we've been thinking of for a long time. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Amberly, thank you so fucking much for joining us. I'm sure our listeners both want to. Find out what you're doing on Twitter and maybe even find out how to have a sexy conversation with you. How can they or find you? Or to hire you for coaching if they're getting into the adult industry or interested to do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're getting into the industry, I have a website. It's $2 a month because I'm cheap. Um, and if I'm cheap, I, I'm not going to put you guys over the coals. At, at AmberlyRothfield.com. It's A-M-B-E-R-L-Y rothfield.com and you can find me on twitter as amberly pso as in phone six operator but yeah yeah or if you're if you want to talk dirty to me then night flirt n-i-t-e-f-l-i-r-t.com slash amberly oh get it we are so grateful you took the time to talk to us <laughs> and that we found out that you listened to us which is yes, super cool thank you as always dear listeners we love you too and if you want to stay up to date on what we're doing you can follow us on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars, and you can email us your thoughts and rants and raves and appreciations and wonderings and all that jazz at slutsandscholars at gmail.com. Bye.